0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Going to jump around a little bit today. Hope you all had a great day. By the way, the markets enjoyed today quite a bit. Pretty interesting after yesterday's uh, press conference with Jay Powell, the uh, money printing rock star, Jay Powell, the kind of kind of the king. Of our financial masters of the universe, isn't he? I mean, they walk around; they know it. They've got a, a step and a stride. They know that they are running shit. They are truly uh, the masters of their own uh, domain. And uh, you know what? It is it, going to work. It's going to work as long as they want to, folks. Until the whole thing blows up. But, you know, this is what makes the markets. I just, I just got to remind you. We all know how crazy this seems, but when I was a rookie stockbroker in 1985. There were people saying, "Exact? well, not exactly, we didn't have QE then, but people were saying very similar things, just the, the verbiage a little different to what they're saying now. Uh, the debt, our debt is going to uh, implode the whole system. You know, again, 1985, okay, think where we've come, we've come debt-wise, uh, both in the U.S. and globally, you know? I mean, China really hadn't even started doing their thing yet. And, uh, you know, because I guess the globalists hadn't put them in power yet, right? The elites had decided it wasn't quite China's time yet, but they didn't have all the debt they had. We, no no one had the kind of debt. But people were saying the exact same warnings then. So my point being, we can make all the wisecrack observations we want about the insanity of quantitative easing and monetizing the debt and uh, the uh, the now almost $30 trillion we have in debt in the U.S. We can just say... We can we can be exasperated. We can say this is insanity. And guess what, folks? It could go on for another 30 years. No one knows. No one has that answer. That's why we are trend followers. It makes it so much easier to follow the price action. Yes, we pay attention to the fundamentals as well. Uh, that's why we have our VRA investing system, which, by the way, today is at 9 out of 12 screens. bullish managed right there. It's right there. Uh, back to ten out of twelve screens bullish. Frankly, it could probably be there today, but you know we just had a huge move higher in the last couple of days, so we're gonna we're gonna wait just a little bit. But the point being again is uh, that uh, what Jay Powell spoke uh, yesterday. We remember we're coming off Monday's nine hundred and fifty point intraday move lower, and somehow Jay Powell got away yesterday was saying that. Yeah, guess what? We are going to start tapering. It's going to start this year, and we're, we're going to do it in a period of six months. What? I, I I don't remember hearing that before. That I don't think anyone heard that before. They're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to cut all the 120 billion dollars a month in, in and ta- in and taper it all the way back. What was that like 15 billion dollars a month in, in cutbacks? And they're going to have it all done by next June. And then they said uh, six out of 12 of the Fed, or I think it's half of the voting Fed members. I think it's six out of twelve. Um, they, they they believe that they'll be will be hiking rates next year. Now, yeah, so anyway, the markets really don't believe any of that. That that's why the why is the market going higher. The markets don't believe that. The markets know for certain, with absolute certainty, that should the the the, the stock market start going down, should the economy start to stumble, that they will stop this tapering. Like they never started it. And then they'll start, we get a correction of 20% in the market, 15, 20%. They'll initiate new quantitative easing. Folks, it's not going to go away. It's here to stay. It's QE infinity. We've said this for a long time. And um, it's just, this is the new, this is our financial engineering. This is this is our financial system we have now. And it's here to stay. And our financial masters of the universe don't want it to go away. Um, <laughs> we could get into a whole other conversation about what, what, was really, what really coronavirus was really all about. What coronavirus insane was really all about. We've talked about a lot here. We did the early stages, trying to make sense of it. But man, when you look at, look at what's happened with reverse repos going into the end of uh, 2019, and you saw there were some real structural issues. There was real liquidity problems. Not now. There's too much liquidity. Not then. There was too little. So they're having to support the banking system. The Fed was—that was the first telltale sign. And then here comes coronavirus insanity in March, uh, Fed March of 2020. And guess what? Followed right after, what is it now? Six trillion in in new uh, QE. so four trillion new QE, uh, almost six trillion in in stimulus. We got about—we'll call it nine point five trillion totally in the U.S. of new stimulus, fiscal and monetary. They did that quick, almost like they had it drawn up on a on a board somewhere. But the markets went up on this again. It's not the news that matters; it's the market's reaction to the news. That's the tell. And when Jay Powell got away with saying, "You know, we're gonna we're we're about to really start tapering seriously. We're gonna do it all in six months, and then we're gonna start raising rates," and the markets go up on the news. That's that's the kind of tell that is a really big one, and we also saw it in the technicals. And I'll cover this quickly because I don't want the eyes start uh, glazing over. Uh, but it happened pretty much again today. So we got it. It's not a confirmation quite, but here it is. Yesterday we had after Monday's capitulation day. We and Tyler has been talking about this all week. We had so many signs of capitulation on Monday. Uh, you know, from um, if you're in green index at 19, sp 100 hit the most oversold levels it hit. Uh, since uh, uh, October of last year, almost a year ago. Uh, what do we have? Uh, oh, then we had the, the the 90% down day. 90% down volume day on the New York Stock Exchange on Monday. So we had all these signs of capitulation. And then we come back with yesterday's up volume day of 85.6%, and today's follow-through was at 78 point something percent. So, <clears throat> These are – it increasingly looks like we had capitulation on Monday. That's very bullish. Uh, And what almost no one really is talking about is that this didn't just happen in a week. I mean, yeah, the markets only went down for a week, okay? So it seems like this is boom, boom, fast, capitulation. Not really. Got to remember, at at the lows on Monday, we had – on New York Stock Exchange, over 50% of all stocks had declined by about 15%. From their, from their highs, most of them around March. That's when most stocks are losing, losing their, their wind. But in the small caps, Russ was 2,000. It was brutal. You had more than 60% of all stocks down to at least 20% from their March highs. So we've had this correction, internal correction, happening in the market sometime. That's why Monday's capitulation looks to be so important. It's just a, a, kind of a, a flush, right? A true washout, and it happened on a Monday. Folks, best best buying opportunities in my career. There's not a close second. Are on big Monday sell-offs. That's what we were talking about all week here. Uh, if you've been listening to this for a while, and I think we're coming up on about a thousand podcasts here. I think pretty soon here, we've had a few of these where we've talked about what a great opportunity it is to buy on a, on a big Monday washout, especially when you're hitting extreme oversold uh, on so many different uh, you know capitulation like events, which we which we did. Um, okay. I want to, let's uh, say the markets, so again, big day today. Dow Jones uh, up 506 points, 34,764, up 1.5%. Our uh, winner on the day, uh, back-to-back days, by the way, Russell 2000 up 1.8%. Yesterday was up almost 2%. So are big days coming off just above the 200-day moving average is what it got down to. Again, a lot of value here. Uh, that's a pretty good sign for the economy, too. You know, small caps are uh, almost all their businesses done here in the U.S., very good sign. Good to see that. NASDAQ also up big today, 155 points up one percent. And uh finally SP five hundred up one point two percent at 4448. Um I gotta talk just for a second about uh this world we live in, uh of coronavirus insanity, what's happening in Australia, uh what's happening in some of the blue states where they're now mandating vaccines for children. Uh it's you just can't it's so it's so dystopian you can't believe it i i i watched a little bit last night of the children of men uh movie with clive owen and it's just so fucking depressing um and then i dreamt about it you know i, I woke up in a bad mood because i felt like i dreamed that we were going through it and i woke up and I'm like god we kind of are going through it you know obviously it's not if you've seen the movie i mean that's true dystopian times right that's Everything is everything is collapsed, you know society has fallen, kind of stuff, but uh, what makes it all so real i won 't ruin the movie for you, but it happened because of a flu pandemic, okay uh, No babies were born anymore, so the world was literally ending, so I woke up in a bad mood and I had to get my run in luckily it 's sixty degrees outside now getting' a great time to live here in, in the Houston area. And uh, got a good run in, got a good workout in, so I felt a little bit better. But my whole day has been kind of that kind of a day, uh, because we are going through dystopian times. And but there's some great people, and there's some lousy, lousy people, right? But the lousy people are showing their, they're showing their faces. These are fascists. Okay, think back through history. And and, and I think perspective always helps me to make sense of things, because the bad times don't last, right? Tough people last. The bad times don't. Good people last. The bad times don't. And good and bad people don't last either. I know sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but just think about George W. Bush. I mean, what a, this this guy is recognized now, right? Outside of the liberal elite, that now loves him, right? As a mass murderer. I mean, what do you, a million innocent. I've always used the five hundred thousand figure, but frankly, it's probably a million. Innocent Iraqis died because of this guy and weapons of mass destruction after 9/11, right? That didn't exist. Um, this guy is—he pretty much is in hiding. He comes out, you know, for his rich elite uh, liberal friends. Really, it's a permanent ruling class. And uh, like he's doing a fundraiser for uh, uh, Dick Cheney's daughter, whatever her name is, well, Wyoming senator or a uh, uh, congressperson. Why she's going to have to lose, right? She's going to have to lose big, right? But you know, I'm sure they'll try to rig that for her too. But anyway, the point I'm making is fascist, and um, that's what these people really all are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fascist uh, because it's about power, right? And you can call them whatever title you want to, dictator, fascist, uh, but it's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Um, they're the Mussolini's, the Hitlers of the world, and we've got a lot of those now. But the good news is, though, we know who they are. Fascists lose in the end. And the proponents of fascism are shunned from society. I'm going to say it one more time because that is our future, folks. There's not a lot of things I think you can take to the bank. But unless we're going to the dystopian future in the movie Children of Men, and I'm way too big of an optimist to say that's even a possibility, then these, these fascists that are in power right now, and Joe Biden doesn't even really know what he's doing. He's not really a fascist. He's a puppet, of course. But it's the permanent ruling class behind him. Uh, I think you could call Fauci a fascist. He knows the truth. You, you look at his history going back to the, the AIDS epidemic and HIV. He's still hated today, like really hated by the gay community because of what he did back then. Um, but, you know, in Australia, right, the leadership there – you know, and you look at blue states, the governors that are, that are behind these strategies. I mean, these are all, these are fascists. And they're going to lose. And then they'll be shunned from society forever. And i got to remind everybody that if you know people that are on the wrong side of history, you know, you never want to get in someone's grill. And have to call him a fascist because they tried that with Trump, and it's always projection with the left. You know, when they were doing it, they're like, what are you talking about? He's not doing anything that's remotely fascist. Well, there's projection because they were telling you what they were about to do. That's what the left always does, and it's a pretty, pretty effective strategy, actually. Kind of uh, <laughs> way too effective, but it worked. That, that was our first clue. But I want to remind everybody that, um, well, the supporters of these BACS mandates, These losers and the ones that believe it's a good idea to give these to your children. You know, it's a tough statement, but there's some parents that shouldn't be parents. Should not be parents today. You should be looking for adoption agencies. Because you don't deserve the gift of being a parent. If you think, we've had a couple of hundred kids die this year from coronavirus. 200 in that range. More have been shot in Chicago. If you think it's a good idea to give your child whatever is in this, right, whatever is in this. Look, if you're older and you have comorbidities and you think, you know what, this really could kill you if you get it, then, then fine. Again, your body, your choice. But, but kids can't make that choice. As adults, we, we are, we're their advocates, right? We're their, we're their guardian angels. We make those calls for them. And frankly, I'll extend it to if you're, if you're forcing your kid to wear a mask at school, I'm sorry. <laughs> masks have never worked. Do a little research. Spend five minutes researching this. People are so worried about what they put in their bodies, right? Oh, is it GMO? Oh, it's got to be organic, you know? But they won't spend five minutes finding out the truth about these vaccines and about masks, especially for children who have no risk, have zero risk, zero risk, essentially, it's it's zero point zero 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 eight, something like that. And it's these same people, by the way, that are that are that are furious at us that we're not vaxxed. I'm not I'm not going to be. I've had coronavirus. I have natural immunity. I wouldn't anyway, though. But the people that are most furious at the unvaxxed are the same ones that are anger free when it comes to China. They just there's no anger to China. All they did was unleash coronavirus in the entire world, and they did it apology-free. But these same people that are so worked up and so excited about the vaccines and getting their kids stabbed and all this, they don't care that China unleashed this virus on, on the world. By the way, they take the same approach to climate change. They are so worked up about the end times. We got about a decade to go, but if we don't make drastic change now before the climate kills us all... Woo! Cuckoo! Cuckoo! But at the same time, China opens... It, I, I, it's 100-plus new coal mines every year. Big ones. And this these same people that are all worked up about climate change, just like yawn. So it's it's okay. Again, it's not about the virus, folks. It's not about the climate. This has always been about control, authoritarianism, about fascism, so we can't give up the good fight. I would encourage everybody to uh, to follow uh, Dr. Robert Malone. He is the father of MNRA Technologies, is uh, the, uh, the, the you know really the father of these vaccines, if you will, and uh, follow him. He's uh, Dr. Robert Malone. He's got a new site uh, that I believe he's played a role in. It's called Vax Testimonials, t- Vax and uh, it's very sad. I mean, you've got nothing but video after video of people that are, are, are all over the world telling you what happened to them when they took the vaccines. Um, the various reports are real. You know, if you saw what one of the doctors on the FDA panel uh, that turned down the boosters, that vote was 16 to 2. One of the doctors said that, uh, yeah, the various reports are real. 112,000 people have been killed in the US from these vaccines. That's not me saying it. That's a doctor on an FDA panel. Um, it's just not time to give up the good fight. It never will be. But, you know, it's another key, right? Never ever can we give up our Second Amendment rights. It's not about hunting. It's not about protecting yourself in case you're broken into. Of course, that plays a role. It's about protecting yourself from those that have the real power and that now have clearly shown they're willing to use it. Australia gave up their uh, right to bear arms. Now they're being shot at for peaceful protesting. The police that are doing this, I would not want to be you. I would not want to be you in the next few years. Retribution, payback, biblical stuff. If you're in law enforcement and you're doing this kind of shit to your own people, Again, people don't know their history. How did it work for for, uh, Hitler's thugs, right? Mussolini's thugs. How'd that work out for them? Yeah, short end of a long rope. That's how it worked out. okay quick wrap today uh internals again were fantastic back to back days great internals we're just gonna say we're gonna round up and say three to one positive I'll do it quickly here uh great day again 80, uh excuse me 78 percent up volume NYse to go with yesterday's 85 86 percent very good numbers not quite a, a complete uh, breath thrust confirmation but uh, you know what this is this is uh we, we had we had we, we, we had uh, capitulation this week that's how we're approaching it. We, we used it to add to positions. You know that. We've been telling you that here. A lot of you, of course, are VRE members, so you already know that. And we think this move higher last. This move last uh, for, for probably into year-end. And the lows, the lows are in place here, we think. Sector watch today. Uh, of our eleven S P S&P 500 sectors, really good day here today as well. We had uh, nine sectors finish higher. We had uh, two finish lower. If I can refresh my screen real quick. Uh, energy. Big move. Uh, energy today up 3.4%. Energy stocks. Uh, financials up two and a half percent 10-year is back to 1.41 percent and i know a lot of people are talking about it like it's a big deal but it's just not a big deal i mean it's up from 1.3 percent of a couple weeks ago it's at the highest level spent in two months um look honestly anything below two percent is uh is nothing but great news for the for the for the markets and for housing and for housing uh also uh Materials today up 1.4%, industrial up 1.5%, real estate downside by half percent because, again, rates were a little bit higher today. And uh, in our commodity watch, gold just gets hit again, but it's putting in a series of higher lows. Tyler and I were just talking about this. Gold at 1740, down 38, announced. This is a seasonally strong period to own gold. You can see the playbook, though, that says gold's going lower because it's the same playbook that was used after the financial crisis. And, and, and gold did go lower. Um, I think we're in a different time now. I think it's more much more of a supply, supply-demand story than it was then. And I also believe that we're going to have a lot more QE, not less, and lower rates because this economy is just really not that strong. It's uh, frankly on life support being aided by unprecedented liquidity of $32, point tr- tr- uh, $32 trillion all over the world. Uh, but anyway, gold... Putting a series of higher lows, we like it to year end, 1740 announced right now, down out of the day. Silver is is, is is hard for me to understand this. Putting it, uh, new lows, new lower lows, not today, but uh, had a pattern of lower lows. Um, silver as industrial metal, this doesn't make a lot of sense, although it tells you the global economy is really not that strong. It's on life support as well. Aided by unprecedented uh, liquidity. Silver twenty two fifty an ounce down forty cents. Copper today and change at four twenty two a pound. Oil today up dollar five a barrel seventy three twenty five. Uh, really good to see energy stocks leading the way higher. We think that move continues. Natural gas up a big four point six percent today as well. Bitcoin up eleven ninety one at forty four thousand four hundred. Excuse me, forty four thousand six forty five as I speak. Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Hope you all had a great day and an even better night. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.